Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, We are continuing our series on hearing God's voice, which has been uh, quite fun. Good morning. Uh, You and I get the privilege of uh, already knowing the wonder, the beauty, the joy of hearing God's voice. And absolutely get to to all the time. Um, You know, we've talked about how beautiful that is. And uh, this is going to be aired on the 7th, which, by the way, is, is a Wednesday. I said yesterday the 6th was correct, but I said it was Monday. It's uh, actually a Tuesday. So. <laughs> All good. The date, I think the date's grace right, you know? for such things, yeah. yes. Yeah. And, they, and they do go one after the other, so that's good. Um, <laughs> so, um, you know, we talk about God's voice, and we talk about um, the interaction, which we'll talk about a little bit uh, today of a um, couple things uh, you know do we hear God's voice yes um, what we want to say is is it's never a system mm-hmm. and it's not a single way mm. so because um, a lot of people are like well just tell me the what what does it actually look like and is, is it like and I'll follow that or they or they follow it a system that they've already developed. Like, for example, um, I hear this a lot as I'm, I'm teaching people to walk in God's will and uh, hear his voice. And they say, well, I pray that if my uh, thing that I'm doing is not supposed to be what God wants to block it. Or right, the, or, or shut the door is the word the I always and, hear. Yeah, Stop it. So I'm going to go do what I want, mm-hmm. and if God is going to change it, He'll let, He'll shut the door, and then I know well that's not what I'm supposed to do, and then I'll go do another thing, mm-hmm. and I'll basically keep trying things until the doors stay open, you know. And right, <laughs> um, and we say well, um, circumstances which we'll talk about today, uh, they they have a play in it, but don't develop a system around that, including. I only do something when I hear God's voice look like this Mm because you're you're bringing it down to a single approach or a system. And God says, first of all, it's about relationship. Mm -hmm. And there's a hundred different ways that I'm going to get you uh, answers and speak to you and reveal things to you and confirm things for you and just enjoy the fact that I'm going to and be open to all these different ways of doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and remember, it's about, and, and actually, uh, we just taped a guest, uh, Don Light, and he made a statement that um, because of the way God built us and the way that he uh, puts his Holy Spirit within us is that one of the ways as we pull all this together is the sense of a peace and that I know that I know that I know mm, and if I yeah. lack peace or I don't know that means I don't know yet just keep going 
Uh, right. Let me tell you in a different way. Let me show you in a different way. So we want to keep reiterating, um, it's not a system, and it's not a single way. Uh, so mm-hmm. we've, we've talked about um, the question that we've been dealing with over the last weeks or so is, well, how does God speak? Mm-hmm. We started with, he speaks out of Scripture. Right. Uh, Because he's already said something. I already have said something about this. Uh, And he won't contradict himself. And I'm not going to contradict what I've written. You could see it as absolute truth. Now, he said, I don't want you to take that and go to law. Mm -hmm. Uh, We used, uh, yesterday, we used the example of David, who was in a situation where um, hey, I've helped this town uh, be saved from the Philistines. We love living here. Um, I know Saul's coming after me, but remember, he was a receiver of Scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we know this because, because of, of the Psalms. Mm-hmm. Um, the first 72 Psalms are David's Psalms. Um, that, uh, and by the way... Um, he would he would be in, in abiding, meditating, processing, receiving, write these down, um, and then he would you know give it over to other people that would review it and confirm it, um, and then they become official they became official scripture. Um, mm-hmm. and David was a recipient of that. But so he knew, and we knew this already because he writes this, God is my deliverer. Mm-hmm. And and there's, by the way, you could take his first 72 Psalms that David wrote and and at least 15 to 20 make that statement. Mm, yeah. God is my deliverer. And it's no not fuzzy to him. Okay. But even with that knowledge, is that true? Yes. Did he, you know, could you go to Psalm 46 and it says so? Yep. But it's not about, okay, because I read that, I am going to assume that the answer is I can stay and you'll deliver me from it. Mm -hmm. You're my deliverer, right? That's what you say. Truth. Right. That's scripture. What's the scripture says? Yes. However, with that truth, you have to go further and say, okay, I believe it. Mm-hmm. You're going to deliver me from this situation. In other words, Saul's not going to be victorious over me. I know that. But since you're going to deliver me, and I know, I know that that's true in Scripture, what would you have to say about that? And what are right. the steps you want me to take for you to deliver me? Mm-hmm. And he goes and says, is Saul coming after me? Yep. Should I leave? Yep. Okay. Then that's how you're going to deliver me. Yes. So he took the truth of Scripture. I know I'm going to be delivered. Mm-hmm. But he didn't stop there and say, well, I'll just perform to that. I've got to know now details, specifics about how that applies to me in the right. situation. So we've set it up that uh, it's going to be Scripture. He doesn't violate that. And the first thing as we pursue things is always, well, let's go see what the Word has to say. Mm-hmm. Now, Father, what do you have to say about that as you apply it to me and how? what's my steps for me to experience it? And then he says, let me dialogue with you 
and I'll speak to you and I'll give you specifics and you'll you'll be just like walking with the disciples and I was when I was you know with them during the three years um, and that's what it feels like that's what it looks like it's this inner voice that sounds like your voice but you know it's his voice right um, it's the things that you you talk to yourself all the time and I was having having said that uh, this last couple of weeks <laughs> I've kind of been paying it a little bit of attention to uh, uh, so, what do I say to myself? You know, and you're talking, you're, talk, you're talking to yourself all the time, all the time. Um, yeah. <laughs> but then I recognize that I know the difference between when I'm talking to myself and I and God is talking to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and but it's it's cool, you know, and and I and I get that dialogue. And so uh, and we went through examples. You know, yesterday we went through the example of David and he dialogued with God and God answers and. And I would say this, that um, as you put all these together, it always is going to include this essence of dialogue, of confirmation and specificity that we know. And by the way, it has to be given to me personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to talk about you know circumstances and other people and ideas, et cetera. But, um, and when people come to me, um, I have I have a, a scenario where people are asking me to you know interpret dreams, which I, I can help do. Uh, by the way, anybody can help do them because you have the Holy Spirit. Um, sometimes they want to take it too far, mm. and it's you know okay I had this dream, help me understand it, and then they say this, tell me what to do about it. What does God say that I'm supposed to do about it? You tell me. Mm. No, <laughs> nope. Uh, I might even know, right? Uh, but um, it's it's God's using this to stimulate your desire to hear His voice. Specifically, you go find out what God has to say to you, and as you do, right. I'll help confirm it. But don't put me in the middle of that, mm-hmm. and look for somebody else to tell me what God says. Right. Uh, or here's a dream. You tell me the full interpretation and then all what I'm supposed to do next. I can tell you the message. I can tell you the insight to it. But by the way, it means go go talk to God mm-hmm. uh, with it. So we'll talk about that. So we've talked about scripture. We've talked about dialogue. Dialogue is always going to be a part of it. Uh, let's look at this other issue of circumstances that do have a part uh, in it, it's not the sole part, and and most of us tend to look at circumstances as the only part. Right. In uh, fact, that's one of the easiest things for people to do, and yeah. so that's I think that's why they default there. Yeah. yeah. Now, when you say that, think about um, why you why is it the easiest way to do it that way? And by the way, what's the flaw of that? Right. Uh, because it's very visible. You know, circumstances are very visible. And so, and they don't necessarily take slowing down to pay attention to. They're happening around us and we're involved in them. And so it's a very easy one to default to, um, yet can be so misleading. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we're missing, you know, again, back to just like relationship. And if Dan and I lived in a house where we, only acted interacted with each other based on circumstances and no dialogue no asking there's no intimacy there right you know so there's there's also that side of it yeah and think about uh you know we talked last time about david and kayla um if he would go by circumstances Mm -hmm. 
he would have said, well, you gave us victory. We're living here and in, in here, not caves. Mm -hmm. um, it's fantastic. Uh, everything is good. So based on those circumstances, we're just going to stay. Right. And isn't that a good idea? Um, and until things go bad, we'll stay. Mm -hmm. Well, God says, <laughs> uh, let me tell you something. <laughs> if you stay, it's going to go bad. <laughs> right, right. So don't rely on circumstances because you're not going to experience those circumstances until you're disobedient to what I'm asking you to do. And by the way, mm -hmm. the consequence to you is you could be killed. Um, and have a real bad experience, you know. And right, so right. Don't rely on circumstances. What I need you to do is to follow me, so that the circumstance that, that is going to happen doesn't happen. It's kind of right. it's kind of interesting. So, and even you know, as we do, you'll pay attention to circumstances, though, because yeah. as we're going to talk about in this one, he does use circumstances to help guide us, but it is to draw us into further dialogue with him. Yeah, to yeah. lead. Yeah, you know. and, and keep that. Keep what you just said in front of us as we go through these scriptures. Okay. Um, and that's, that's the key to the whole thing. So let's go to Acts 16, uh, verses 6 to 10. Okay. Um, now, when they had gone through uh, Phrygia, the region and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the spirit did not permit them. So by passing Mysia, they came down to Troas and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. Yeah. So um, the uh, uh, context here is uh, Paul, remember, has already been on his what's called the first missionary journey. And um, he and Barnabas, uh, remember, Paul was just a member of that uh, group. It was Barnabas and a series of, of uh, believers, disciples. Um, and then the list was and Saul. <laughs> mm -hmm. he, was, he was tagging along. Right. Um, and they were going on the first missionary journey. And, and so... Uh, if you can picture the Mediterranean and uh, Israel, uh, Israel, um, you know, is on the seacoast. So it's on the, the very eastern seacoast of the Mediterranean. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's Jerusalem. They're about an hour away from the coast. Um, if they were going to go out into the Mediterranean, they would get on a boat. Uh, in this case, they uh, first went to Cyprus. Mm -hmm. which was an island, and it's directly uh, west of Israel, um, about, oh, probably uh, maybe uh, uh, 80, 100 miles. Um, and they go there. And by the way, they mm -hmm. went there because that's Barnabas' home, home country. So, well, let's go there and, and start a church. They did. Okay, then they went from Cyprus directly north, uh, which is probably like, maybe 30, 40 miles to uh, uh, land on the Mediterranean. And there were a bunch of cities there, mm -hmm. um, which would be, uh, you know, today it would be area of uh, Turkey, et cetera. Um, mm -hmm. 
and they would they went there and they started churches in a bunch of cities. They wind up going back uh, to uh, Antioch and Jerusalem and stayed there a little uh, quite a while. Uh, and that was their first missionary journey where they set up churches. Right. Okay. So God can, uh, then uh, calls Paul uh, to go on a second missionary journey. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's go on another one. And he knew. He did understand, and remember, he's he's called an apostle. Um, now, the original disciples are primarily called apostles. Mm-hmm. Paul joins them, and the word apostle is really uh, a leader originator. Okay. You're called to start movements, to start churches, but not to stay there. And mm. lead that church. Okay. That would be given to an elder um, and somebody else to, to take over that local church. So an apostle, think about fundamentally they're called to be a church starter. Mm-hmm. Uh, gather people, build the church, build leadership, and then go to the next one. Um, and that's the apostle. And so he knows, okay, I'm an apostle. I'm supposed to start churches. Mm-hmm. And so what I he knew that his second missionary journey wasn't just to go back to the churches of the first missionary journey and and just solidify them. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm supposed to start new ones. Uh, okay, so he says, I I want to and I believe I'm gonna I am going to start churches in what they called Asia. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, Asia was uh, north and east of uh, Israel and north and east of uh, Cyprus, etc. So uh, what he did do is he went back, he did visit those churches that he started uh, just to encourage them. And then he said, hey, I'm, I'm just here to encourage you, but I'm off to start new churches. And he goes further west. Mm-hmm. So now he's at the... Um, uh, the Mediterranean has a, a, a place where um, it goes uh, both north uh, and continues west, and it could go back east to um, uh, Israel. So he's okay. kind of on this place where the land is uh, on a edge where I could go north, I could go back east, I could go northeast, I could go north, and that's where I can go. Mm-hmm. So he says, I'm going to Asia, so I'm going northeast. Okay. And um, I'm going to go start churches. So he starts, and it says the Holy Spirit prevented him. Mm-hmm. Um, now, because Paul wrote what God says to him, this implies something happened here that mm. wasn't God saying, I just, I don't want you going. He didn't say that. He, he said he forbade him because he worked something circumstantially. Mm-hmm. We tried to go, you know, and, and something and, stopped us. And you can look at, you know, when they go, they bring, you know, donkeys, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're walking with supplies, you know, and think of backpacks and, saddle packs and all this on on donkeys because they need they need stuff 
what I could imagine, we don't know this, but but I could imagine they set off and something happened to the donkeys or all the stuff fell off or, mm-hmm. you know, it just wasn't working. And it says he prevented him from going. And Paul says, okay, all right, got it. All right, that, that happened. Um, and, and remember Paul, because he knew that, and he writes about this, that you could have opposition from Satan. Mm-hmm. It isn't just because it wasn't working, I shouldn't do it. He would have asked God, hey, this isn't working. Am I supposed to stop? Right. Or is this the enemy and I'm just supposed to press press forward at this? Um, God says, no, I want you to stop. Okay, got it. You know what? I'm going north. Because mm-hmm. um, he already knew, well, I'm not going back east because I've already been there. So I'm going north. So he goes to Bithynia. I'm going to go north. <laughs> they, God stops him again. Circumstantially. He doesn't say, don't do it. He tries. I'm going north. Gets stopped. Uh, circumstantially again. Things aren't working out. Uh, same question. Uh, am I supposed to stop or, or is this the enemy? Stop. Okay. Well, he's down in Troas, which is at the, think about where he's at. The only way he can go is nowhere, per se. <laughs> I I can't go back east because that's where all the churches were started already. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm called to start churches, so I know I'm not supposed to do that. Because he, he says, I know, I know you're well. Right. I'm on a missionary journey to start churches. I'm not going there. I tried to go northeast to Asia. You said you blocked it. Right. Then I went north because that's the only way I could go. And you blocked it. Uh, uh, there's nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. Um, what do I do about that? Um, and again, see, Paul didn't take the circumstance and say, "Well, because you blocked it all, I guess I'll just go home." Because mm-hmm. you blocked everything. There's nowhere else to go, and it doesn't make any more sense. So since you blocked it all, I'll just go home. Well, that be, would be following the circumstance all by itself. Right. Uh, but he didn't do that. He says, now, this, he said, this is interesting to me, Father, <laughs> because as far as I can see, there's nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. The ocean is, the Mediterranean is west and south, and there's nowhere for me to go there. So what do you got to say about that? Mm-hmm. Um, I know I'm on a missionary journey, but I don't know what to do next. So I'll, all I can do is ask you, what do you have to say? Okay, what happens? What what does he receive? Um, he ends up having a vision of some of a man asking him to come to Macedonia. Yeah, and so he's praying, Father, what do you have to say about this? Well, God gives a vision, and. Now, remember, Paul already expresses, I have the ability to hear God's voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, no problem. And, and this is why the beauty, the wonder, the joy, the adventure of walking with God is so cool because <laughs> God could have just said, well, I want you to go to Macedonia. Mm-hmm. That's it. But he uses a vision of a guy, hey, could you could you come and help us? Okay, now there's mm-hmm. there's two things about that. If a guy already is there saying, "Would you come and help us?" What does that mean about that guy? He's already heard the gospel. 
Right. He's already a believer. Right. He's already a believer. Which, by the way, there's a group of people that wind up being believers there in Philippi already. Uh, Lydia. Um, and he's part of the group. Hey, hmm. and what he's doing, he's not saying, he's not uh, asking Paul, God, could you help us? Yeah. We need help here because we don't know what the heck we're doing. Mm-hmm. We, we believe. We know that we, we, we've accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior. We know what he did, but we don't know much else. Uh, could you help us? And so God says to Paul, hey, there's a guy there. I'm at work there. Mm-hmm. There's people there ready to receive you. That's where I want you to go. And Paul says, oh. <laughs> he says, I would have never thought of that. Mm-hmm. What does that require? I got to get in a boat, go across the Mediterranean. Basically, he goes over to from, you know, from Turkey to Greece. Um, and then I got to walk up north to Macedonia, and which happens to be Philippi, and, and start a church there. Mm. And God says, um, now, you know, Paul, I could have just told you that in the first place. Which, by right. the way, is what we would like. Right. I want to follow you. Why, why, why did you go through all of this stuff when you needed me to go there? Why didn't you just tell me which I would have gone? Mm-hmm. He said, well, there's a couple of reasons. One, I want to show you and I want you to make sure that you, with all your heart to follow me, do not develop a system. Mm. Oh, that's good. Um I can do it in a hundred different ways. I needed to show you. I can do it circumstantially. And the thing, and you said it, when you have these circumstances, what's the key? What's the next key? It's an invitation to dialogue with invitation. him. Ask him about it. Okay, since this didn't work like I thought, mm-hmm. or something's wrong here, or something's difficult here, or something isn't working, what do you got to say about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're, it's not an answer. It's an invitation to dialogue. Mm, that's so and good. And then, by the way, in the dialogue, God says, well, hey, I'm going to show you a vision. Which, by the way, I want you to understand that that's the way I can do that, too. And there's mm-hmm. something about the vision that you need to kind of understand. That guy's already there. Mm. And he's ready to receive you. So it's not you're not starting from scratch. They're already there. You just need to go and help them out, you know, and be there. So um, he starts to pull all this together. And so God, does he use circumstances? Yes. Um, and it's really simple. Mm-hmm. Is are things being blocked? Are things difficult? Are things not working? Uh, are Is the flow, you know, going nicely? And all it means is when I experience that, don't make any conclusion about it. Mm. Other than, wait a second, I see something happening here. So, you know, Father, what do you got to say? You know, like when we talked about with David, hey, Saul's coming after me. Uh, There's a circumstance happening, but should I just ignore it? Because everything else is working great. Uh, No. And see, Paul Paul understood it. So, yeah, I have circumstances. They do impact what I'm doing, and God does use them, but only to invite us to say, okay, what do you have to say next and show me next? I will not make my own presumption about it. Right. Um, And I think it's a key thing to point out when we're talking about this, too, that in circumstances, another thing that I see people struggle with is they'll see a shut door or a change of circumstance as one, God simply just saying no, 
or they immediately jump to the enemy is keeping me, right. trying right. to keep me from right. doing this. So right. I'm going to just blow that door down and keep going anyway. This is why what you're talking about, about it being an invitation to dialogue is so important because we cannot presume which one of those it is, to be honest. We right. need to ask him. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How do you want me to approach this? Is this just uh, the enemy trying to block it? Uh, are you blocking it? Uh, are you trying to divert me? Is there something else up? And see, to me, it's the fun of it. Mm-hmm. Is that, well, yeah, I noticed something. Um, I'm going to go process it with you. And I'm not going to ignore it. But I'm not going to try to determine the answer to it. Right. Because I need to kind of know where is this? What's happening here? And what do you want me to do next? Which could be, by the way, actually, I want you to keep going. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is the enemy. So you play right. against the enemy, and, and uh, you, you don't put up with this, and you can cast it off. Or, yeah, this is me. So you can pray all I'm you want to. I'm redirecting you. You yep. can pray all you want to. The enemy stops, but it ends the enemy. It's me. Mm-hmm. So it ain't gonna, that ain't going to work. <laughs> so so uh, we'll talk. We'll kind of pull this all together as we process it. But um, uh, what Kathy said is something we need to keep always understanding is here that I'm at this step and I now know something mm-hmm. we don't we aren't called to presume an answer we're called to and be invited to say could you talk to me more about this and where mm-hmm. do you want me to go from here and I'll follow you without presumption I did take notice and I know it's important mm-hmm. and you're good with it but it's an invitation not an answer Excellent. That's so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. So, Father, we thank you for this great story with uh, Paul where he learned it, which is why he gave us the story, is that circumstances uh, can be used. Uh, they're not the answer. They're an invitation. Uh, but we're to uh, pay attention and to dialogue with you because you do use circumstances to uh, get our attention. And so we just pray that we'll receive that, uh, live it, and enjoy it in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for sharing and thank you everyone for joining us. If this brought questions up for you, be sure to send them in to us at questions at abideministries.com and we'd love to talk about it. We look forward to seeing you next time. Yep. We'll see you then. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments. And tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.